1: happy tuesday everybody today is september 21st 2021 and today's guest is tyler bentley back on to recap his north dakota hunt and talk about the missouri opener and how successful he was Welcome to the fall podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is 179. The beginning is going to be a recap of Tyler Bentley and Nick Healy's trip to North Dakota, the expectations of you know what they went out there with and now them being back, how it all unfolded and what they would do differently basically. It's really cool because I just did a podcast with Tyler about, you know, before they went out on the hunt, now that they're back. We get to compare and contrast. So it's really cool. The second half of the podcast is Tyler and his girlfriend, Lauren, go to Missouri for the opener. They just got back last night and they were successful. And this is a crazy hunt because they got trapped in a, in a wicked hailstorm in the tree stand. So that's all I'm going to leave it with because it just goes to show you how fronts can get deer up and get deer up quick. And this will explain the whole thing. So with that being said, I'm going to say thank you guys very much for all the support and all the downloads. It is greatly appreciated. We are here. October 1st is right around the corner. I'm excited. Can't wait to get in a bow stand. And I know all you guys are in the same boat. So please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a review. And with that being said, let's get to this interview with Tyler. All right, welcome back to the Fall podcast. And today's guest is another return guest, another appearance by Tyler Bentley. Tyler, I had you on a couple weeks ago talking about your North Dakota trip, and I said we were going to do a wrap or you know, kind of a wrap up and how the trip went. Now you're back, and our predictions on there were a little off. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit unfortunately. <laughs> oh man. But today's podcast is going to be The first part of it's going to be about that trip and trials, tribulations, everything you guys went through, you know, was it up to your expectations, that kind of thing. And then, honestly, you just got back last night from uh, Missouri Opener, and you guys were successful, so I cannot wait to
2: hear about that as well. For sure, man. I can't wait to tell you that whole story. That was super cool.
1: Good deal, good deal. I'm actually trying to eat lunch as I do this, so (laughs) bear with me. Um no, but I guess the first thing I want to get into is I want to talk about you know your North Dakota trip. Now I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet, so let's get to that at the end. I think you know what I mean by there. I don't want to I know do. the outcome yet. So <laughs> I guess you know on that first podcast we talked about you went out there once before. You were getting shooter bucks on camera. You know you had high hopes, but you didn't want to get too high of hopes. And I said you guys were going to kill on the first and second night, I believe. So um, yeah. <laughs> what happened, I guess, like when you guys got out there, remind me and everybody listening, what days you're out there, what dates it was again, if you remember.
2: <clears throat> well, we arrived for the opener. I want to say, I can't even remember the day of the opener now. I've been, I'm kind of been all over the country the last few weeks so my head's kind of scatterbrained. But we arrived on the day of the opener at like five in the morning and, uh, Basically, we got there on a few hours of sleep, and we knew that that day that we arrived was actually going to be, if not the coldest, but one of the coldest days of our entire trip. So that night was like we were trying to get there and get set up for that evening set.
1: Okay, so when you guys were out there before, you did set some stands or prep some stands and some blinds. So were the cameras at those locations going off like crazy with shooter bucks? So wasn't one of those things like we got to get in there and just figure it out from from right from
2: the get it was it was kind of like one of those things you want to dive into more or less your your best spots or your better spots because you know we have a seven to eight day trip planned that we're going to be hunting and you know like i know when it's really hot the deer don't move much so when you get those colder days you kind of want to dive into those better spots so that was kind of our mindset going into the first day was dive into that best spot it's going to be cool we want to be we want to be in there so that's that's what we did on our first day there
1: all right so you weren't hunting mornings were you scouting mornings then
2: yeah, we were um, that morning. We actually were so pumped up. Even after driving that, you know, sixteen hour drive, we just were like hardly slept at all. We just like went straight to the hillside. We were glassing deer in the morning. We were jacked. I mean, literally, Nick Nick had a beer that morning. I'm like, what are you doing? You sit on the hillside drinking a beer. He's like, I haven't went to bed yet. I can have a beer if I didn't go to bed yet. Oh so I, I was actually sending you videos or pictures yeah. on the hillside. That was pretty funny. We were pretty sleep deprived half human sitting on a hillside we didn't know what we were doing but it was fun <laughs> what did you guys get out
1: of that first morning of scouting did you see what you want to see or, or no
2: we, we didn't see any um bucks moving actually we did see one buck one buck and a couple does kind of worked really close to us actually like 30 40 yards um but that morning scouting mission didn't go quite as well as we expected but it, it's not that big of a surprise because the cold front didn't actually start hitting until like midway through that day. So it was still fairly warm that morning, kind of humid. And then as the day progressed, it started to temperature started to come down and down.
1: All right. So then you got into that stand that evening and what happened? Like how
2: did your, sh- your sit shake out and, and same with Nick? Like how did his go? So Nick saw deer, we both saw deer. Everything was great. Um, so my camera i didn't have a cell camera in my spot it was just a regular sd you know cheap camera stuck in there so i checked my camera on the way in and my camera my card had a full card and i was like oh my gosh for the last five days i didn't have any pictures my corn pile was fairly gone and i was like oh man so i have no idea what's coming in here in the last five days Yeah, dude. You know, being that that far from home, I was so bummed out. I'm like, I wanted to know what was in here you know on this cold front. I wanted to check the S D card, get in the tree, and I wanted to know what was gonna be in there. But I already had um Austin who who lives out there check that card like four or five days before I got there. So I kinda already had an idea of some bucks that were in there. Um but we got in there nice and early. I was bummed out about the S D card situation, got set up in the stand and that temperature started coming down. The wind started blowing, it was blowing out of the east I guess when they get storms out in North Dakota I guess they blow out of the east it's kind of normal it's kind of weird here but um, yeah it was nice and cool storm storm started blowing in um, and basically I started seeing deer I started seeing some does start seeing some deer movement I was like alright cool and probably in the last 30 minutes of light I seen two bucks one was the the shooter that I was in there for one I had pictures of they're both still in full velvet and I seen them at like 200 250 yards and they're bedded in the tree line that I'm hunting on so it kind of just set the scene a little bit it's bean field on the south side and a slough on the north side and then beans past the slough so it's like beans slough tree line and then beans and I'm kind of like hunting that tree line and these bucks were bedded in the same tree line that I'm hunting and they got out of bed and they walked out and I think the closest I got to me was like 200 yards um, but that first sit I mean, literally, to get in there and lay eyes on a shooter buck in velvet—that very first sit was was pretty sweet.
1: Yeah. So, how obviously you didn't walk past them when you went in; they were farther down than you. Is that right?
2: Yep. Exactly. So, I'm probably 200 yards off the road, 300 yards off the road, and they were 200 yards further down the tree tree line than I was.
1: I gotcha. So, d- seeing that, were you like kind of antsy, like maybe I should move in a little tighter? or was it like just ride the hole, see what happens the next couple days?
2: So I went back to the house and I'm like, man, you know, I see where they're bedding because I just watched them get out of bed and walk out and I kind of seen their line of movement. There's a set of power poles, power lines that kind of run north and south and they worked that line of power poles. And I'm like, man, if they do that again, I want to be, I don't care if I got to sit on the ground, I want to be in those power poles because I'd be a chip shot away from that power pole Uh, so that was kind of my mindset. I was like, if I have to get aggressive, which I'm thinking this on day one, but if I have to get aggressive, I could go set up in that brush, that sage brush around that power pole and, you know, make a move on these deer. Um, but I knew I was in a pretty good spot because 200 yards away, I don't know how much closer I want to get in there. You know, another hundred yards might be a little too close. I don't know.
1: Right. Now, Um, did you have a good win most of the week for where where you knew these bucks were betting and and where you wanted to get to or where you were sitting did you have a good wind for it
2: we did i think it's like a predominant north northwest wind out there i think it was something like that i, I can't even remember now because i just did two trips back to back but uh um so the wind was kind of hitting me in the face blowing in the bean field behind me and uh yeah so i had i had a fairly good wind although like warmer stagnant days the wind was just steady there's north dakota has wicked winds like a slow wind out there feels like an insane wind here <laughs> It's just, so you're like blowing around in the tree it's but it's nice i actually prefer hunting a windy day because the deer are less spooked when it's windy you can get away with movement in your stand you know when you're filming you know how that goes mm-hmm. the days where there's no wind you're like creeping up there you can barely reach to grab anything So for sure
1: yeah so like the next couple of days what was the theme like what happened i mean were the deer getting so any the, closer did the deer movement shut off like you said it was really hot so how was the deer movement
2: so it went from being, okay, for day one, seeing the shooter bucks, thinking, all right, I gotta get aggressive, to the next day going up 15 degree in temperature, you know, almost to like, you know, the low 80s. I'm like, oh man, you know, I wanna go back in there because even though it's 80 degrees, I know where they're bedded, they might work this way. I was kinda scratching my head. I didn't I didn't really wanna push in there because I think that, that next day, the wind kinda switched a little bit and it was kinda gonna blow that way, so I didn't wanna get aggressive there. <clears throat> so I hunted that spot one more time I did not see those bucks the second sit, but I did see some does head does in bow range and uh, Came all around the stand never spooked nothing like that Um, And then there was another cold front coming in. I believe it was on Wednesday, which would have been like day four or day five I can't remember But I knew I knew that that next cold front that next cold day was gonna be the day that I had to strike on those bucks Whether that be sit that same stand or try to go in there and, and get aggressive to try to to get a shot at them
1: how how much of a cold front was it? Like, how much temperature was dropping? How much are we talking here?
2: Yeah, I think it dropped down to, like, a 74 degree high. From 85? Yeah, from our hottest day, was, like, 85, 86, and then it went down to, like, you know, mid-70s, yep. 74, 75, something like that. So it was pretty significant, 10, 12 degrees.
1: I mean, you'll take anything when you're on a, a trip like that, though, too. You know, like, oh, you're, yeah. you're looking anything. for anything to get get excited about and get those deer up just like 10 minutes early. I mean, that earlier, that's what it might take. And That's it, man. That's, that's crazy. So like day two and three, you weren't seeing these bucks doing the same thing again. So I feel like in my head, I'd be like, I'm pushing in. I'm getting as tight as I can. <laughs> like, where were you at with that thought process?
2: I kind of wanted to get aggressive, but the other, you know, it's kind of got like, my double mindset here I'm thinking all right I could push in or I could be patient I have X amount of days you're kind of doing that math in your head 24-7 but I knew if I seen him that day and it was only you know a little temperature drop then the next big cold front that's gonna hit he's probably gonna get up and move again and he's either gonna move that tree line or that uh, power pole line or he's gonna work towards me I, there's only really two spots he can work and it's like kind of like 50 50 so me getting crazy aggressive on the ground over there, I don't know. I feel like that's pretty wild cardy for me to do. And I just was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for this cold front. I might bounce around, hunt a couple of different spots in these hot days, which I did. I think I sat on some brushed in some corn, uh, like a little homemade blind and some corn, and hunted the edge of this bean field in this cornfield and saw deer there. No shooters, but I saw a little buck and some does and kind of just hunted the the spots that i didn't think were as good on those hot days and kind of just waited for that that good day that it was going to be cold to try to try to see those shooter bucks
1: i got you and then meanwhile what's nick doing i mean he's got a horseshoe lodged up his keister so (laughs) has he already got one down on the ground or like what's he got
2: Uh, every time he texts me, I just is, was assuming he was going to be like big buck down. <laughs> like my phone go off. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. And, he, and honestly, I think he, I'm not going to say he had a rough trip, but he was, he was scratching his head a little bit. He was bouncing around. I think he hunted, I might've only hunted three spots total on that entire trip. And I think he hunted like five or six and he was really like putting the work in in the mornings and the afternoons. He was gone on the ranger. I mean, I'd never seen him. He was just He's a determined bow hunter who doesn't take you know not killing a deer for an answer. He right. just hunts hunts his ass off. So he he was uh, he was gone. He's like, oh, I set up three new spots today. I'm like, dude, you were gone an hour and a half. How did you set up three new spots? <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was bouncing around. He was hunting all over the place, and he just knew we had limited time. And we were going to have to be so close to this buck, you know, the buck's bedroom or where he's bedded to, to get an arrow in him. So he had to set up multiple spots and put cameras out and he was scouting, probably scouting and hard hunting 10 times harder than I was. Yeah. So, um,
1: I guess in the mornings as he's, you know, as he's scouting and you're scouting and everything like that, what are you seeing? Are you seeing the deer go back to bed or is it just like pretty shut off?
2: It's such slow movement. When it's so warm, I mean, there's just a little bit of movement. When that sun comes up, you can see a little bit. You'll see some deer moving, some going back to bed. And then other than that, it's like when it starts cranking, man, it gets up to 80-something, the deer movement just shuts off. It's like they're gone. You don't see anything. And then all the way until that last light, that last 10, 15 minutes of dark, they get up and they move. And if you're not right in that kill zone, you might just, you're not in the game. You know what I mean?
1: What do you think? I mean, obviously, I know what a kill is what the kill zone is for a lot of people just it depends on your your range and and how far you want to take a shot but like in this instance how close do you think you needed to get to be able to make a move on on a, like to set up and and have an opportunity
2: i mean you're going to want to be within a, at least at least a couple hundred yards i mean 100 150 yards would probably be more ideal um I'll get into the the day that I had the really good encounter whenever you want, but I was I was set up really close to where those bucks were bedded.
1: Okay, was it the same bucks that you saw the first day?
2: It was the exact same bucks. Okay,
1: yep. so take me through that day. Like, what made you? Was it all of a sudden like someone pushed you off the ledge or was like, "Forget this, I'm doing it. Like, I'm
2: going." <laughs> so this was that cold front day. I think it was hitting on like a Wednesday and i knew that those bucks were in there because i seen them on the first day and we had the right wind you know good winds i mean everything was just set up the temperature was going to come down and i was like i'm I'm just going back to that same stand because i know i have a 50 50 chance of those bucks working the power lines or working my tree line and i already watched them work the power line if they do it again okay then i'm gonna get aggressive and get on the ground so i get into the stand super early get set up i'm it's just a new ready stand. i'm like
1: you're you're like same, doing the hang- same
2: stand okay Same spot. Yep. It's all same exact spot. I had the encounter the first day And uh, so i'm sitting there i'm all set up super early I get into the stand like stealth because I already know these bucks are bedded 200 yards from me I don't want to make I don't want to snap a stick. I don't want nothing So I get in there super quiet that cold front pushes in the winds pick up i'm sitting there i'm ready And i'm like man, it's cold. It's cold. It's windy conditions are perfect and I look up and I see both of those bucks I seen on the first day stand up. They're bedded 100 yards from my stand.
1: Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. How cold are we talking?
2: Like 70, 75, 73, somewhere in there. Did it
1: still feel warm?
2: Or was it like, hey, man, there's a little chill in the air? Like, I put I put my hoodie on because there was like a 10-mile-an-hour North Dakota wind, which is like a 30-mile-an-hour Michigan wind. Sure, just so, a stiff. So yeah, yeah, it's blowing. I mean, you're pushed to against your tree. Like you don't want to like not be holding or touching something for another contact point.
1: Right. Um, so y- y- it's got a little nip in the air and what time did you get in the stand?
2: I got in the stand pretty early. I want to say I was in maybe three o'clock, two 30. And it's getting dark around eight? Getting dark around eight. Yep. Okay. So you're in for the long haul. So Right when you get in, these bucks stand up. No, this is, this is later in the evening. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
2: Go back. Okay. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. You're good. So, so I got set up. I sat from two until maybe, let's say seven. I can't remember what time sunset was, but it was an hour, maybe 45 minutes before sunset. There's plenty of light. Like the sun hasn't like went down or anything like that. There's still some sun in the field. And those, I look out just dead straight in front of me. I'm looking where I seen the bucks the first day, but a hundred yards closer where, where the bucks bedded now, they they stood up. They were bedded right there. I mean, if I would have sat there and glassed that area, I would have seen them laying there. They so were,
1: they were 100 yards from you then, since they were 200 yards from you the first day, right?
2: Exactly, yep. So this, okay. this sit at this moment, they were 100 yards from me bedded, and they both stood up. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe I got in here without spooking them. You know, they could have been bedded anywhere, but the fact that they were bedded right there, I got in clean and got set up and everything was ready. And now they're up and they're walking and they're walking towards me. Oh boy. Yeah.
1: Oh man. Okay. So this cold, this, this cold front obviously got them up sooner than it did before. It did. You know, cause you haven't, the first day you saw them and then you haven't seen them since, right? Right. Right. Now, what is your, just to backtrack a little bit, what is your camera doing after you leave the
2: stand? They So I have a little bit of corn right there on that corn pile. The, tri- yep. the trail cameras, I mean, it's a lot of does. I don't have a cell camera. So that's the other thing. So my, my data on this one was tough. I was only knowing the data when I was checking that card on the way in and out of the stand. Um, but I was in there a couple times. So I was checking it and seeing what was going on. And uh, it was mainly does. Just a couple of does were coming in there. Even, you know, in the mornings they were in there in daylight. And then I got one set of pictures of those bucks. I think it was the third or fourth day and it was the ones I seen. And I'm like, okay, cool. They Cause that kind of verified they are working this far down the tree line. It let me know they're yep. down there. So then I kind of put those pieces like, all right, they do come here. They are bedded in here. It's going to take a cold front to get them on their feet. Like you said, a little bit earlier to get them on their feet, get them walking around. And I, and I knew that day that cold front was going to... It was going to take all those pieces to fall together.
1: You know, if I was a bet man, it sounds like Tyler is complaining that he has just a normal trail cam that just, you know, just takes an SD card that you have to walk up to and check. But what if he had a cell cam like a render from Exodus? He wouldn't have to do that. He could get it right on his phone instantaneously. I think... If anybody, especially him, is looking for a camera, they should go and check out Exodus Trail Cams at exodusoutdoorgear.com. Check out the render. Check out the Lift 2 and the Trek. They're awesome cameras. They got a five-year warranty. And with the render, like I said, you get the photos instantaneously right to your phone so you know what the heck is going on.
2: Let's go back to the show
1: sure now is the wind coming from
2: them to you like over their back it's hitting me right in the face like i'm looking right at these deer they're straight up the tree line the wind's blowing from them like essentially to me kind of going like back behind me into the bean field in a way so that
1: that kind of threw caution they they kind of threw caution to the wind basically like you know if if they got wind coming off their butt you know yep. towards you they're 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 working with the wind so that's not unheard of obviously i mean i've killed a couple bucks that have done that but it's like you know kind of uncommon like they're they're trusting it, they feel really comfortable i feel like yeah if, if if you get that scenario they haven't been spooked yet I, you know what I mean? So I, I, I feel like it's just like another Wednesday for them.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, they're not spooked, nothing like that. And they did that same thing the first day, too. When they got out of that tree line and started walking towards the power poles, the wind was hitting them right in the back. And I'm like, what are they doing? They're walking. Really? Yeah, and, and I was talking to Austin and Nick, and... The only thing we can come up with is it's such big land out there. They can smell, you know, kind of what's behind them. They can see what's in front of them. I know sometimes bucks do that in the big woods. You know, they kind of walk with their wind to their back or kind of quartering a little bit. But um, these bucks that got up and were working our way, though, or my way, they they were starting to circle. As they were getting closer, they started to, like, get away from my stand. Like, they were at first walking the tree line, and then they started to veer out in the field. So they were walking with the wind at their back, but they were going to approach that corn pile, which was on my left-hand side. They were going to go behind me and approach that corn pile from downwind. Oh, those little sneaky little (laughs) suckers. They they knew what they were doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Now,
1: are they coming to
2: the left of you or to the right? Because is the corn pile to the left or the right? So I set the corn pile up. So I walk past the corn pile when I come into my stand. So, okay. so I basically walk past the corn pile, check my SD card, keep walking, get into the stand and then down the tree line further is where those bucks are bedded. So, uh, Mike, gotcha. the corn pile is be on my left-hand side, which is how I set that up on purpose. You know, being a right-handed bow hunter, I want to be able to shoot right over my left hand side, right to that corn pile. Yep. And these bucks are on my right-hand side and they stand up and they walk. And as they're getting closer, now they're coming behind me, like at my back, if that makes sense
1: yep and, and how far are they from you before they start veering off into the into the field
2: probably 50 60 yards at this point and they're closing fairly quick they're getting closer and okay. closer and closer and you know i can shoot off my right hand side but you know like i know when they're coming that way it's a mother of an effort to turn and get your camera arm For turned, sure. get everything turned to to shoot somewhere you didn't plan on shooting and I can, I can read the deer's body language fairly well. They're relaxed, tails flipping. They're just, they got up, they're just chilling. They're going to go come, they're going to commit, they're committed to my corn pile. They're just going to approach it from downwind. That's the only thing that right. they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're fully committed. I can see them and they keep closing, closing, closing. I have a big fat pocket shot off my right hand side. And I just, I decided to not grab my bow and just to film them, get them in focus because they're coming into the corn pile, they're fully committed. You you know when you watch deer enough, you know that they're not spooked. They're what they're gonna do. You kind of have an idea. So let me
1: get this right though, you think they're gonna they're gonna loop around the behind you and come in to the corn from like behind you though, right? I do. Yep. So did it ever occur to you like
2: I gotta kill these deer before they get behind me because they're gonna they're gonna win me. Right. I did. Cause I was like, all right, I either got to make, you know, a little bit of noise, get everything turned, try to turn and, and then shoot. And then it's kind of thick, like a wicker basket over there. I got a pocket shot, but then they're also, you know, quartering to me. So it's not an ideal shot either. Cause they're walking towards me. They're not quite broad shot, you know? So it's like right. the shot wasn't good. It would have been a clusterfuck for me to try to turn and shoot that way. It was like, I think they're gonna commit I'm just gonna film them I'm just gonna film it's kind of a risk but I I just I feel confident enough that if they can just break my wind right there because they're they're kind of tight as they got closer you know they went from being like 60 out from the tree line to like 40 to almost at one point I think they were at 30 so they're they're in the bow range window right now and they're just gonna try to have to pass my scent which is behind my back
1: yeah, that is, that is a risky deal there, I would think. It is. You know, because just,
2: you know, hopefully you uh, you took a shower. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all, all scented <laughs> down. You know, I'm, I'm super... It's easy to be good on scent control in early season, in my opinion, because you're not, like, packing on layers. You're not really, like, sweating to the stand, getting dressed at the tree. Like, all my stuff, scented down. I got a fresh shower. I'm, I'm scented down. I got a nose jam around me and my boots in the tree, and I, I felt pretty confident. The other thing is it was such a strong wind that like when the wind's hitting you, it's not just dipping right at you. Like I, f- I truly feel like my wind was hitting me and going 150 yards behind me up the hill, like out into that gotcha. field. So I feel okay. like the bucks were so tight to the tree line that if they just stayed there, my wind's going to go way up and over their head.
1: Gotcha. If, okay. if, if
2: it would have been a slower wind, you know, real slow where the wind's kind of fallen, I would have been nervous. But I think because the wind was so strong I felt I felt confident that they were just going to break right through it.
1: That makes sense. Okay, I was just curious because I was thinking, well, if he's going to come to your right and you got a pocket there, why not? Why kill not him kill there? Him. Oh yeah, you know. But you were
2: there, I wasn't. No, so it, I'm just it, playing it, uh, it, Monday it, morning quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, it crossed my mind because I'm from Michigan and I know you don't you don't get opportunities and when you get one, you better you better capitalize right now. You better get an right. arrow in that deer right now if he's in bow range. Right. Yep. So, what what happened then? They're down to your right, of, you know, 40, 30, 40 yards. Like, what what's going on? Okay, so at this point, they pass where I can shoot them, and they get into the spot where I can't shoot them, which is almost almost behind me at this point. And they're within 30 yards, roughly. And they, I see where my wind's blowing, and they pass my wind. They're good. I'm like, all right, sweet. They're passed. So, you beat them. I beat them. They're coming through. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I got to stop filming to the right and get my camera gear back up to the left get my bow in my hand and start getting ready for this bait pile shot that's kind of where i was going to go well i hear a doe blowing to my right where the bucks are and i'm like no no please don't blow i don't know what why you're blowing but don't blow you're not downwind what are you doing and this doe just starts blowing her head off and the bucks stop and i'm like you gotta be kidding me i'm like what the heck you know Because These Bucks are fully committed. They made it past, you know, the danger zone and they're coming into the corn pile and this doe is blowing She's gonna she's gonna mess everything up Hearts hearts beating out of my chest because I'm like mid transitioned with the camera arm I got the camera arm like halfway. I got my bow like in the wrong hand and Then you know, they look up in the tree at me. This doe does the bucks do and I'm frozen solid and My heart sunk I'm like no like, uh, what do I do? What do I do from here? You know, right? What do you do when you get busted in the tree? What do you do? You know, so it was probably a five to seven minute thing where the bucks are looking in the tree, they're still like chill. The bucks are still like, I don't know what you're blowing for. They'll, they'll like nibble on some beans, they keep chilling, and then the, the dough stops blowing. And the bucks proceeded. I'm like, all right, cool. They, they recommitted. I'm like, all right, we're, we're good. It took seven minutes. I don't know what just happened, but th- th- <laughs> they're going to go now. All right, cool. This doe runs away, completely runs away. She's gone. I'm like, all right, sweet. She's out of here. She's not going to screw shit up for me. We're good. The bucks are you know 15 to 20 yards behind me probably at one point. And here comes this doe that ran away, comes running down the tree line all the way to these bucks she almost like steps in front of them not quite but like almost in their faces and starts blowing like no don't go that way it's not an option to go that way and she keeps blowing until the bucks finally just turn around i don't think the bucks ever smelt me i don't think anything ever happened but this this doe i almost shot a doe with 235 you should have just shot her dude i there was two <laughs> bucks in frame and i have one deer tag and i almost shot the doe with the two bucks in frame because i was so mad that she just ruined this she almost ruined it and then she came back and then she did ruin it (laughs) and uh oh my gosh dude i was sick to my stomach and then and then these bucks are turning and they're gonna walk right past my 40 yard window again or 30 40 yard window Everything set up to my left i mean this was the worst chain of events that i've ever had happen in a tree stand <laughs> so i'm swinging my camera arm back for like the third time or some shit back to the other side got my bow back in the correct hand and at this time it's starting to get a little bit darker it's still daylight but i'm trying to arrange these bucks they're walking away quartering away at 40 45 47 and i just i knew that was it i'm like damn it that was it that was my opportunity no yeah dude it's uh. it, Made me sick to my stomach, you know, just, they were so close, they were committed, they did everything right, and I'm not going to sit here and just, ugh, the dough screwed me, dude. It, it happens, I mean, I haven't had it happen quite like that before, but that was ridiculous. Man, freaking women. Dude, right? What the hell? I know, man, Uh it's just, but now in retrospect, you know, when you play it all back in your head, it's like. Could I shot him at thirty or forty coming in in that right side window? Yeah, I could, but it's it's so much easier now to sit and say, oh, what I could have did different. I just in the hey. mo- in the moment it looked like they're they're when you're looking at a relaxed deer fully committed to a corn pile. It's like why am I going to shoot right. him at forty when he's going to come into fifteen or something?
1: Right. Well, you know, and it kind of goes back to your and I's mentality for being from Michigan, and I think a lot of people can relate to this too. Is like. You know, we live for that one opportunity a fall. You know, if you get two opportunities, then good on you. Like, you worked your ass off to do that. But we put all this work and everything for that one opportunity. So was that one opportunity to your right, the first one? Or was just the whole experience that evening, you know your one opportunity however you want to look at it i guess
2: yeah i would say that that whole sit that whole hunt that was that was my opportunity i, I call it an opportunity when i have a shooter buck in bow range because right. if he's in bow range if he's behind a tree or if he's behind something i didn't trim out or if i didn't get a shot off or i couldn't get him in camera i still had that opportunity and whether i was able to get an arrow out or not that was on me so i Gotcha. I feel yep. no. I I agree. Yeah, I had that opportunity, and I just I didn't get it done, man. I was, I was sick to my stomach. I still I don't like to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so so the rest
1: of the week was kind of the same, right? I mean, you guys, the deer moment kind of shut off, right? And and obviously, you guys, none of you, you know threw an arrow at
2: anything no that was the closest either one of you got right that was that was the closest closest one we had man from there on out from that cold front until the day that we left we were going to stay two days longer and it just progressively got hotter every single day i want to say it went up to like 88 or 89 maybe even and the deer movement shut off i mean it was we were sitting we were still sitting and i was still seeing deer i actually went back to that stand again and i thought you know, maybe if I didn't scare those bucks away, which I didn't, the the bu- the doe scared the bucks away. They never spooked from me. They just walked off. They never ran. They never made a noise. They just walked off. Um, <clears throat> so I went back to that stand and hunted again, and I seen deer every single sit. There was a sit I seen eight or nine deer, I think, and no shooter bucks, but I seen a ton of deer, and it's always right at that last light. I mean, it's mm. the last five minutes. It's almost like just out of camera light. And it's, you don't even want to shoot when it's that dark, you right.
1: know? Exactly. Yeah. So I guess from the first podcast that we did about it and the expectations that you had now, the trip being over, like what would you have done differently?
2: I guess, or would you do anything differently at all? I feel like as much as I feel like a failure, cause I didn't kill one. I feel like. I did a good job because I went out there and I set my stand in the right spot. I got in good. I had an opportunity. I didn't get an arrow out, but being that far from home and and having a shooter buck in bow range, I feel like even though I didn't kill him, I feel like I succeeded in a way. Do you know what I mean? It's what I would do differently. I probably would have trimmed that entire tree that I was in because then I could, could have probably maneuvered a little bit better, but right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you can do differently for when a doe you know, blows, blows at you. I don't wanna be one of the hunters who sees a deer and gets an arrow and shoots all quick because that's like what I would've had to done to kill. So, yep. I, so I don't think like my shooting style needs to change. I don't think I need to be more of an aggressive type hunter because that's not, I'm pretty like casual. I wanna shoot, like I, if a deer doesn't come in, I'm just gonna wait a out. I'm normally like a pretty easy, passive, passive hunter. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yep. And and I think that's so, a good way to be, you know. Some people are so quick on the draw. They're just, "Oh, I got to shoot right now." Right.
1: Right. And and everybody's scenarios different too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um but now looking back, also, you know, were your expectations like basically right on par with what you, you know, having the trip a couple years ago, being out there and then, you know, going out setting up cameras and and stands beforehand and now, like our in living
2: that that week of hunting, was it what you thought it was going to be? I think so. <clears throat> I think it was pretty much exactly what I expected. I knew the day, the best days were going to be on the coldest days, and it was whether honestly I wasn't sure if we were going to get close enough to the deer's bedroom or if they were going to move in time before dark. Like there was a lot of what ifs. But as far as the hunt in the whole trip as a whole, it was. Pretty, pretty much what i expected for the most part as far you. as you know what i'm saying it was because uh-huh. after yep. after doing it once before you kind of got an idea and then um i but i did know in the back of my head you know a couple cold front days okay so the likelihood of me having an opportunity is going to be on one of three days or one of two days in this you know matter and what whether i do something in those one or two encounters is, is going to be on me so that's kind of got you. kind of what I expected. I just, I didn't, didn't capitalize, man. It chaps my ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. It, that's it. That's why they call it hunting, not killing. That's, you know? that's I mean, it. Not to be so cliche, but I mean, that's what it is. So I guess next year when I go with you guys, I guess I'll just take that stand.
2: Okay. <laughs> you know, that spot. I'll just, I'll just take that spot you can go find your other spot <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's going to be hot out you can go about another hundred yards down if it's going to be cool you can sit in that spot
1: <laughs> there you go hey there you go it's next year you can get in there and
2: set up two spots you know and just uh just ride the hole for sure that's it was awesome man i, I know it's you know cliche to say but we honestly did have a really good trip and me and nick get along great and just just to get to get out there in September and get, get bow hunting and everything we did. Like we, we honestly had a really good time. It was fun. Yep. So
1: transitioning a little bit to the opener of Missouri, let's talk about that trip. Cause you guys just got back last night. Um, you and your girlfriend Lauren and I haven't heard the story yet. I, I I wanna I wanna know. You
2: just keep telling me. I'll tell you later. I can't wait to tell you. I can't <laughs> wait to tell you. So okay, now this is the time. Tell me what happened. All right, sweet man. Yeah, I, I didn't want to tell you on the phone and then have to retell you on a podcast if we did it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So after being in North Dakota, we come home and i would say i'm like more determined than ever because i'm like all right we got to get shit killed like i put a lot of time and effort into bow hunting and our bow hunting setups and our bows and leasing and traveling and everything we do we, we spend a good amount of money and it's like to not kill deer it really just pisses me off a little bit so uh going to missouri uh, my girlfriend actually just got a new new job so she can work from home and we said hey let's go out to missouri for the opener it's probably going to be hot but you know, if you can work from home, we'll tow the camper. We'll go out there. Um, you can work all, you know, during the day up until two o'clock, three o'clock, and we can go, go deer hunting. We'll take both of our bows and I lease a hundred acre piece in Sullivan County, Missouri. And, uh, I, I, put in food plots and I got stands hung and it's pr- pretty cool piece of property. So, um, that's what we did. We loaded the camper up and we headed out West.
1: So what was your game plan to be there four or five days or, you know, what was the whole, I guess, game plan going in early? You know, it's it's all about the food. If you can get on the food and, and like you said, North Dakota, if you can get like a little bit of a cold front, that can be killer. So did any of that stuff happen to you?
2: It did. We, uh, we went out on, would have been Wednesday? No, Tuesday night. Drove out Tuesday night, I believe. We didn't make it very far. We ended up sleeping in the camper. And then driving the other like six hours the next day. But uh, got there on opening day, which was cool. And um, yeah, I had a couple spots in mind. There was the right wind for a couple spots. And we said, hey, we're going to hunt together. We're both going to buy tags. And I was like, actually, let's buy doe tags too. Because I know the odds of us getting in front of like a big mature buck isn't through the roof when it's going to be hot pretty much every day. So maybe maybe we'll shoot some does. Just depends if we want to do that much work or not while we're here. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we did. We went out, I think we were set, I think opening day fell on Wednesday and we are in a tree Wednesday night.
1: So were you going to let Lauren take, take the hot seat and then you're just going to film. And then if you had an opportunity, you would, you'd take It was that the game plan?
2: Yep, exactly. So we went out that first night and we took both of our bows and I climbed up first, hung the cameraman stand, climbed up in the cameraman stand, pulled my bow up. She climbed up, pulled her bow up, got all the camera gear set up. And we're sitting, and it's 80 degrees or 78 degrees.
1: <laughs> just sweating. <laughs>
2: we're, we're both wearing legit T-shirts. We didn't even bring camo, like a long-sleeve camo I packed in for us in case we got chilly, but it wasn't going to get chilly. Right. And, and we're just sitting in, you know, just a T-shirt and pants in Missouri when it's 100 degrees outside.
1: <laughs> now, this is Lauren's, like, first kind of, like, legit hunt, right? She's never killed a deer before, right?
2: She's never killed any deer before, gun or bow, nothing, never like that. She's hunted with me a lot. But I would say one of the reasons why she's never really killed anything is because she hunts when, like, I'll go out of state and hunt those prime dates, you know, late October, early November, and I'll come home when the movement's kind of subdued, and she'll go hunt with me, and we'll maybe see a deer or two. Right. So, so so for her to say that she's really like tried to kill deer or tried to, you know, really try to kill one, she's hunting like the the worst dates, like the dates where I wouldn't normally go sit because it's the wrong wind or the wrong, you know, whatever. Yeah, it sounds like you're being really selfish and (laughs) that you should really
1: stop being such an asshat and, uh, you know, take her out on those high quality days. You know, you should really start taking a back seat to her because, you know, happy wife, happy life. You guys have been together for long enough. It's like you're married already. I know. 11 years, man. Sheesh. I mean, honestly how selfish are you let's, let's like can't put a ring on it you don't want to give her the the good days to hunt i mean she's oh, peace. no wonder she's failing <laughs> roasted <laughs> mic drop oh damn uh, i'm just feelings. i'm just sticking up for you lauren i know you're probably listening to this so I'm she's gonna
2: be you. giving me the looks when she hears this she's gonna be like see he gets it
1: oh so anyway you basically don't take her along with you anywhere you go and you give her the bad days so now she's in the driver's seat it's hotter than the hinges of haiti out she's got a t-shirt on you're sweating
2: yep how does it all transpire so within literally 10 minutes of being in the stand 10 minutes it's 100 walks out right dude i look behind me and i see a rack and i'm like (laughs) holy (laughs) fuck so I reached out and I smacked her. Big buck. I, it's not. I don't know if it's a big buck. I just wanted to freak her out. So I, I, I hit. I hit her <laughs> You're shoulder. Such
1: an ass. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so do you know, like in school, when you tell somebody to freeze and they're like in a casual position and you say freeze and yeah. then they put their hands up and freeze? Well, that's yeah. kind of like what she did. I was like, big buck, and she like froze, like her hands like stopped. And I was mm-hmm. like, you you can move. I'm just I'm just. There's really a big buck, but you can move. You're okay. And then i i turn around and i see him and he's probably like a you know 60 70 inch deer just a little six or eight but i saw his rack he was bedded right by the stand it was so cool that we got in there and didn't spook him i mean he was i don't know how close he was 80 yards 70 80 yards or something but he was literally bedded facing the opposite direction with the wind in his favor but we got in and got in the stand i hung a stand pulled all of our shit up and never spooked that buck out huh i was like man that was cool so he ended up coming in into bow range And I kind of looked at her, and she's shaking her head no. I'm like, all right, you know. What
1: what were her expectations? Like, what did she want to try to kill?
2: What's what's super cool about this whole thing? And this makes me like the really happiest about this. How everything ended up going down was, we never had the discussion. We never said, hey, he's got to be this. Hey, he's got to be you know 110 inches. Oh, he's got to be a three year old. He's got to be it's. She's never killed a deer and we're in Missouri and we came to Missouri to have fun. Like we're out there to have fun. We spent money. Yeah. we never even had the discussion, which is like my favorite part about this whole thing. Um, so I kind of looked at her, you know, like if you want to shoot this deer, you can shoot this deer. Like what do you want to do? She's like, no, she kind of shook her head. And I'm like, all right, well, he ends up coming right under our stand. We filmed him and, and we, we seen him and she's kind of like, you know, happy with the choice. She kind of sat back and watched him and, when he walked off, she's like, man, I've never had a buck that close to me before. And I'm like, no way. You never really <laughs> yeah, had cause one. because
1: she gets the shitty days. That's I know. Why.
2: It's horrible. So, yeah, I felt kind of bad, but it was cool that she got to see that. And then uh, after that buck went out and ate in the food plot, we filmed them. It was just does start piling in from everywhere. I mean, I think like eight or 10 does come in from everywhere. The floodgates just opened. And they're coming under the stand. They're coming in front of her. They're coming behind us. They got three or four in the food plot. And there's like eight, eight or 10 deer in front of us, including that one buck. And this big mature doe comes out, turns 15 yards broadside. And I just kind of tap her and I give her the look like, you going to shoot that thing? And she's like, ah, uh, I don't know. I'm like, well, it's not going to get no easier than that. Like we're having this discussion. <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, okay. So she's got her bow hung up and she lets the doe walk. We have doe tags. You know, both of us could have killed her. I mean, it was, if you were ever on a doe hunt, this is like a dream doe hunt. There was does everywhere i mean she could have shot does from five yards to 10 yards to 15 yards five different times and it was just, she just decided no i i think i want to hold off for a buck if we're seeing this many deer we're probably going to see a good buck right i'm like all right good call you're a lot smarter than me because i was telling you to kill something <laughs> <laughs> so uh that that night was cool that was our first sit we saw saw a ton of deer but that was on wednesday i believe it was opening day wednesday or thursday and we were staying yep. staying until sunday morning to drive home so we had four days to hunt
1: Okay. So kind of quickly take me through the days here. Um, you know, what, ha- you guys weren't hunting the mor- mornings, I'm going to guess. And nope, then no mornings. Yep. So like, how were the evenings shaking out? Were you seeing more and more buck
2: activity or how'd that, how'd that play out? So next day was the second day. I think we, yes. Yep. So the second day we went in. And we saw a ton of does. Same thing. No bucks went in. Saw does. I said, "Hey, you want to shoot one of those does again?" Had doe and bow range. She's like, "Nope. You know what? The night go through. We just watched a bunch of deer. Had another awesome sit. And then day three. So we have four days of hunting. Day three. Uh, I forgot my release for my bow. And I forgot my zoom lens for my camera. So I'm filming. with the. Sounds about right. Yeah. Like just completely fall apart on day three. I have no (laughs) idea what I'm doing. (laughs) So I have the wide angle 14 millimeter lens, which is like equivalent to like a GoPro. It doesn't zoom. It doesn't zoom. No, no zoom. And it's wide. It's like fish eye. Like if a deer's at 20 yards, it looks like it's at 150 yards. And I'm like, sweet. This is going to be the night that Lauren kills. And I get a 14 millimeter GoPro video of this deer. This is going to suck. And uh, we get two buck young bucks come out like between 80 and 70 inches, like to my left hand side, and they just start racking the horns. They're play fighting, but they're just going at it, dude, pushing each other, and they're racking like really cool. You can hear the horns tinking. No zoom lens. I'm like, sweet, that'd be cool to have on video. I'm not gonna get that. (laughs) And uh, you know, some does come in again. Same thing. Day three, she's like. No, I don't, I still don't want to shoot them. You know, we got another day and tomorrow actually there was a 40% chance of rain on that fourth day. So she's like, maybe there's a chance, you know, tomorrow if it cools down, we're seeing this many deer, you think how many deer you're seeing, like there's gotta be a chance something good comes through here now. So we're kind of, we're banking on that last day.
1: So what happens throughout that last day? I mean, it starts raining, right? I mean, did
2: it get any colder? It did get colder. So, well, actually it actually didn't get colder I'll just kind of run you through what happened. We knew that day was going to be good and we get to the farm and it's like 90 degrees or 80 degrees, where the heck it is. I'm making up temperatures. I don't know how it was. It was scoldering hot wearing t-shirts and there's a 50% chance of rain and the sky's kind of dark and I pull into the farm and it's dark over top of the farm and I'm kind of like, damn it. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, if it doesn't rain, we might've just missed our chance. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like well it's dark if the the deer want to move prior to the front during the front or after the front you know what I mean so if it doesn't rain and it's dark clouds we may have missed that little bit of movement that would happen before this front and but I but I don't know if it rains and we can get in there in the rain we might be sitting just perfect she's like all right well let's go out there so we hike in there And it starts to sprinkle i'm like sweet it's gonna it's gonna rain apparently they haven't had rain in like two three weeks my food plots are actually looking pretty rough they're like a lot of dirt because there's no rain Mm -hmm. so we get to the base of the tree it's starting to sprinkle we climb up this tree's like kind of dead like if you were to put my hand above my head it's like dead right from like above it it's not a very safe tree and we get up in there it starts raining and then we hear the lightning crack boom like close you know lightning thunder whatever and I'm like, holy shit! This thing's gonna hit like a snowplow. Like, I don't know if you've been out in Missouri or out west. Those storms are much scarier than Michigan storms. Oh yeah, storms. they hit hard. They hit hard. It's like a snowplow truck doing a hundred when it comes in. So I said, "Hey, let's climb down." She's like, "What are you afraid?" I'm like, "No, I'm not afraid. You haven't sat through a Missouri." <laughs> I said, like, "She's sat calling through-? you out. She's I love me it. out. Yeah." I said, you haven't sat through a Missouri storm like this. She's like, it's going to be fine. I said, all right, you can call me a pussy or whatever. We got to climb down for a second. So I talk her into climbing down, and she's still kind of rolling her eyes at me like, oh, you're scared, (laughs) you know? So we climbed down, and this storm, dude, holy shit. This was 10 times worse than what I had envisioned in my head. When it hit, dude, it was like insane, like 60-mile-an-hour gusts with hail and rain in the rain just... I mean, we were completely drenched within two minutes. I mean, I could have rung my boxers out. I mean, I was literally, I have video of me getting my ass whooped with hail. I mean, it was like someone was throwing handfuls of pennies at me, dude, like just whooping me. <laughs> We have one raincoat, and I give Lauren the raincoat because I had it packed in my bag real tight. I give her the raincoat. Oh, maybe you are a nice guy then. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So then I give her the raincoat, and she's filming me you know, getting my ass whooped in a t-shirt. So she has all this awesome video of me just getting wrecked. But uh, we're sitting at the base of the tree, and this is just an insane storm, dude. It came in just whooping our asses. We're sitting at the base of the tree and it's not letting up it probably went for 20 minutes and at this point we're just like laughing we're talking no, totally casual we're like holy shit this is insane we're soaked, dude drenched lauren's picking her boot off dumping her boot out like we're just fucking soaked and i and she's like we gonna go back to the truck and i'm like oh hell no we're not going back to the truck this is gonna this is gonna stop like and we're gonna climb back up in that tree and we're gonna kill She's, she's like, okay, you know, rolling her eyes, whatever. It starts to lighten up. And I'm like, all right, in the tree right now. We climb up in the freaking tree. I'm dumping my water out of my boots. I'm wringing out my freaking neck gator. I'm trying to get all the rain off me and shit. It stops raining. Birds start chirping and the sun pokes out. And it's probably 40 minutes before sunset. And we got a nice wind, perfect, perfect. wind. Dude, it's like, I don't even, can't even explain how perfect it was. So I did a little interview in the stand. I have all this film to this whole hunt, but I did a little interview in the stand and I'm just cheesing. I said, we're going to kill a deer tonight because we just sat through an insane storm. It stopped. The conditions are perfect. The sun's poking out. It's 40 minutes till dark. I said, we're either going to kill a deer tonight or we're going to get damn close. We're going to have an encounter because that was just too perfect. Like it's going to, I called it in the stand. I said, something's going to happen tonight.
1: It's starting to shape up. I mean, yeah. I, can, I can definitely picture... What you got going on. And I'm going to refer back to a podcast I just did with He Sisko not too long ago. And he talks about getting in the stand while it's still raining. Yes. He's like, that is the best time to get in the stand is while it's raining. And then if you know the rain's going to stop and you still have time, that is the best time to do it. And now I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like picturing that and picturing instances of I've had rattling through my head like, oh, yeah this is going to work right here. Yep. So sun pokes out you're and what's going on. What's how long does it take until the deer start popping out?
2: So the sun pops out. I mean, it's probably two minutes and I look over cause I can see one of my other food plots probably three, 400 yards away. And mm-hmm. I said, I said, deer, she's like, no way. I said, there's a deer on over at the road stand. I can see it. And, I, and I'm glass. And I'm like, yep, just a doe. Another doe pops out right by us. I'm like deer moving. I'm like, I'm like, be ready type thing like it's something's gonna happen and no I mean literally no more than 15 20 minutes later a, a pretty decent buck comes up the hill and kind of walks through this like 30 yard window that we have and I kind of look at her and she grabs her bow and she's like yeah I want to shoot him I'm like alright sweet She's like bucks bucks here he's 30 yards out the only problem is the tree we're in isn't trimmed out for shit it's gonna it need to be trimmed out a lot better and in the video, I'm like, shoot him right there. Like, if you're ready, draw and shoot him. She's kind of like, no, you know, 30 yards, which 30 yards right. isn't far, but you've also never killed deer. So it's kind of like, oh, you want to right. man, as close as you can get him. And this deer is the most spooky deer. She ended up calling this deer spooky because it was kind of funny. We got really funny video of this deer, but he's standing in the food plot, you know, like he's like schizophrenic or something. Like if somebody taps you on the shoulder and you didn't know they were going to tap you, like, whoa, you like yeah. flinched. i don't know if he was catching wind or what he was doing but he was just standing in this food plot and i got just hilarious video of him just like twitching out like he'll be like (laughs) he'll be like eating and he'll twitch and he was eating and he twitch and then later on we seen some coyotes so we kind of put two and two together he must have been getting whiffs of that coyote or seeing them or something um but he's out in the food plot eating at like 50 60 yards head down and she's like i I i will kill that deer if that's i want to shoot that one she's you know we're having a discussion i'm like all right cool he ends up working off the, the wrong way. He's, he's gone. We're like, damn it, you know. And me again thinking, damn, I just let another one slip through my fingers just now. Damn it, you know. Um, you know, 20 minutes later, you know, we're kind of both just chilling again, watching some does. That same buck comes back. And I look and I go, there he is, Lauren. Get ready, like right now. Like we're gonna be assertive. We're not gonna dick around. Like if he comes up this hill, we're killing him. You get an
1: opportunity, take him.
2: If we get a, this is a second opportunity. We gotta, we gotta get him. He comes up. This buck comes up the hill. He's looking around. He's chilled out now. Comes right to Lauren, like right under her stand, dude. I mean, like if she could have spit out of the stand, she would have spit right on his head. And he's hitting this little mock scrape right under her stand. And I'm my heart's beating out of my damn chest, probably more than hers, because <laughs> I'm filming this deer, you know, he's right there at freaking five yards. Lauren's got her bow in her hand. She don't know when she can draw. The footage is kind of sketchy, because I'm jumping back from cameraman to, like, trying to coach her. You hear me, like, right. talking, yep. and then, okay, yep. I, like, grab the camera and start refilming again. Uh, but basically uh he's hitting this little scrape mock scrape underneath and then he starts to turn to walk away and I'm, I'm draw 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 your bowie i must have said draw eight times like i was just losing my mind up there <laughs> watching all this and uh she dropped bends the limbs back he stops he's at like 10 yards dude and she freaking smoked him just boosh, heart shot dude like no pump. way i dude i came unglued i sounded like a little girl in the tree stand just losing my mind <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "You know, be quiet, be quiet." And I'm like, "I'm losing it." She's like, "I'm, I can see him. He, he just went down. He just went down. He just went down right there." Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, "No way!" You know, and then I'm losing my mind. I'm about to jump out of the tree stand. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. That's
1: so cool. I'm uh, I now I wish we would have had her on the podcast. That's oh. that's you and I being selfish now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, congrats for both you guys because I know how, I mean, it made me picture when my wife and I, when I'd take her hunting and, and I'd be filming and be the coach and she shot a couple bucks with her bow with me over the shoulder filming her. And I did the same thing. It's like the one I don't even think I had on film because I'm like looking outside of the camera, seeing draw, draw, draw. Okay, settle the bin, settle the bin. And then, you know, smoke them, you know, that kind of thing. And then you look back, you're like, ah, didn't even get the footage, (laughs) you
2: know? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what I did. Like when I was telling her, draw, 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 I'm like hardly on the deer. And then when I snap back to the camera guy, I'm looking, I'm like, he's half in frame. I I reposition and she just drills him right there in in frame. I was like, oh my God
1: that's awesome man it was cool congrats to both you guys you got the monkey off your back for 2021 that's right so that's good well good deal man i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you loose here i got some other obligations i have to go to and uh to get done but thank you very
2: much for coming on and telling these stories buddy hey no problem man i had a blast
1: yeah i did as well so hey before you do go when and where will this hunt be
2: airing at like so people can watch it so this hunt will be going on Carbon TV. Um, if you go on Carbon TV and search the Rise Hunt, that is going to be airing on segment one, and that's airing October 1st. So that's going to have that entire hunt. Everything that I just explained is is all going to be right on there. You can watch it. And I think it will go up on YouTube also. might be shortly after.
1: Cool. So here shortly here within the next two weeks, that hunt will be live. So you'll be able to see that. So yep. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much again. And we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me.
1: And there you have it. Thank you, Tyler, for coming on. It's always great catching up with you, man. Appreciate it. It, You know, that was a cool podcast. I like to hear about the fronts and, you know, the different types of fronts. This one, he had two different types of fronts. You know, he had a a heavy wind day that just brought the temperature down. But also, you know, in Missouri, he had the huge rain and hailstorm come through and the deer reacted the same. And it was pretty cool to be able to, you know, get that intel. And, uh, man, I mean, in Missouri, those deer popped out, it sounded like in the matter of no time after it started hailing and in the, the sun kind of popped out and it started getting better again. And he said, you know, right when the birds started chirping, the deer started coming alive. So it's really cool as my phone goes off, it's really cool to, to see that and hear it from other hunters and, and get their experiences. So that was really awesome. Thank you guys very much for all the downloads and all the support. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a written review. That would be greatly appreciated. So, And don't forget, next week we'll be right here on the Fall Podcast.